In this week's market update, is the Fed about to crank up the pace of monetary tightening? Can it do that without breaking the economy? And you thought we had an inflation problem. Well, in a quiet week for corporate and economic news, there is one clear highlight. This week, we get to see the minutes of the last Federal Reserve rate setting meeting. They matter because investors are desperate for hints about next steps in the Fed's rate hiking cycle, amid speculation that the pace of tightening is about to accelerate. Specifically, there's growing speculation that the next one or two rate hikes in May and June could be half percentage point increments rather than the more usual quarter point shifts. That might not sound much of a difference, but if the Fed were to raise rates by 50 basis points, it would be the first time it had done that in 20 years. The reason it would consider doing so is the quite reasonable fear that inflation is running away from the Fed. There's now a growing consensus that interest rates need to get up to a neutral level at which they're no longer stimulating the economy and to do so quickly. Last week, we had further evidence that the US economy is running hot with another strong month for job creation and unemployment falling to 3.6%. At that level, pretty much anyone that's employable can have their pick of the jobs available. At this kind of full employment, it's very difficult to prevent rising commodity prices from feeding through into wage hikes and persistently high general inflation. The futures market is now pointing to a rerun of the early 1990s when the Fed moved swiftly to preempt an inflation problem by raising rates more quickly than the market expected. Then it was able to retreat quickly the following year, having done its job and brought inflation to heel. That's what investors expect this time too, with rates rising to 3% or higher before falling back soon after. Some Fed watchers expect the Fed to go even harder than the market is pricing. Citi predicts that the next four rate hikes will all be double helpings, half a percentage point rather than a quarter. The big question then is whether or not that will deliver a soft landing for the economy or a recession. The futures markets are already flashing red about the prospect of a sharp slowdown in the form of an inverted yield curve. That's the description of the current situation whereby the yield on longer dated bonds is actually lower than for shorter dated issues. That's pretty unusual because in normal circumstances, investors demand more compensation for lending their money for a longer period due to the risk that inflation will eat into the real value of their money. When they accept a lower yield on long bonds, it's because they see trouble ahead, low growth, falling interest rates and lower inflation. Today, there's almost no difference between the yield on a two-year bond and that on a 10-year. They're both around 2.5%, but the longer bond is yielding marginally less. It's not much of an inversion, but that's what it is. Markets are clearly puzzled by what's going on, and investors are sitting on their hands, not wanting to chase shares any higher, but reluctant to pull the plug. This week, shares started broadly flat, despite the interest rate fears and continuing bad news out of Ukraine where evidence of war crimes near Kyiv are prompting calls for a further tightening of the sanctions screw on Russia. Stock markets have actually been remarkably resilient to a whole lot of bad news currently. To the war in Ukraine and an aggressive Fed, you can add the fact that Covid has clearly not gone away, in China in particular. So, what's going on? Well, in part, 
shares are holding their own because the derating has already taken place. Shares were significantly more highly valued versus earnings a year ago than they are today. Also, those earnings are continuing to rise. The current forecast is for a 10% increase this year and much the same next year too. Also, there's the Tina effect, no alternative. Shares may not be super attractive at the moment, but the other places you can put your money don't look very exciting either. Cash guarantees a negative return in inflation-adjusted terms. Bonds are likely to fall further as the Fed turns more hawkish, and commodities and crypto are highly volatile. And there are pockets of the markets where things are looking up. In Hong Kong, shares rose sharply higher at the start of the week in response to a lifting of restrictions on Chinese companies sharing their accounts with US auditors. The Chinese Securities Regulatory Commission said on Saturday that it was changing confidentiality laws that have prevented overseas listed companies from sharing financial information with foreign regulators. That had caused a long-running standoff with the US, which had threatened to delist around 270 Chinese companies in 2024 if they didn't open their books. The dispute had hit sentiment in Chinese shares, adding to a string of other concerns that had led to significant underperformance by Chinese stocks during the pandemic. The Hang Seng Tech Index closed 5.4% higher on Monday, helping the Hang Seng itself to rise by more than 2%. Alongside the promise of more stimulus for China's economy and easing of a regulatory squeeze on tech and other companies as Beijing calls for more common prosperity and perhaps a greater acceptance that China must live with COVID, the outlook for Chinese shares has improved markedly in recent weeks. In other markets, the oil price stabilised this week, rising marginally to around $105 a barrel as the debate continues to rage between oil hawks who see a $200 barrel of Brent and those who think that greater supply and wilting demand will actually see the oil price fall back, perhaps as low as $60. Whatever happens to the oil price from here, at its current level, it's causing significant inflation all around the world, but nowhere more so than in Turkey. There, the inflation rate hit a 20-year high of 61% this week, as food costs increased by 70% year-on-year and energy costs doubled. President Recep Erdogan, who styles himself as an enemy of interest, has refused to let Turkey's central bank raise rates to try and curb the country's hyperinflation. Please be aware the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may not get back what you invest. This information does not constitute investment advice and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision, nor should it be treated as a recommendation for any investment. Investors should also note that the views expressed may longer be current and may have already been acted upon. Reference to specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Fidelity Personal Investing does not give personal recommendations. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to an authorised financial advisor. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. It is meant for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation. 
No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. Issued by Financial Administration Services Limited, authorised and regulated in the UK by the Financial Conduct Authority. Fidelity, Fidelity International, the Fidelity International logo and F symbol are trademarks of FIL Limited.